Coming up this week on Let's Make It, Bob is back and we're going to talk about relays and Arduinos again. Coming up right after this. the new way everyone is getting their cell service. No overage penalties, great rates, keep what you do not use, no contracts, and someone will actually pick up the phone when you need support. Use our link and get $25 off your first month's service or your new phone. Just go to tech-zen.tv ting to save $25. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Make It. This is episode 21 and we're recording this on the 21st of May. Uh, and it's uh, 9 p.m. And I uh, just want to let you know, next week we're going to start recording this show starting on Mondays at 9 p.m. So this is the last night we'll do this on a Tuesday night. And I have a special guest with me tonight. I have uh, Mr. Bob Powell. Say hi, Bob. Hello. <laughs> and tonight we're going to talk about relays. Actually, Bob's going to do most of the talking tonight. He did all, almost all the work on this show. And uh, I'm just going to get him started and let him run on. He's done a lot of cool things on his side. And he's going to show you how you can uh, use uh, relays and relay boards to control things with an Arduino. And uh, our first thing we're going to do is show you uh, an Arduino uh, blinking a light. And uh, I think, according to Bob's notes here, he used the standard blink sketch that came with the Arduino to do that's, this. Yes, that's right. All right, well, let me switch to this So here we have an Arduino, and it's already it's preloaded with the Blink sketch, and so because of that sketch, uh, we have uh, one wire connected to pin 13, which is the standard LED pin for an Arduino, and then this is connected to ground, and then these two wires are connected in line to uh, a lamp. Well, through an extension cord to a lamp, and this is the base of the lamp right here. And I can't get the camera and the lamp um, and the Arduino all all together, but it is all wired up. And I have you can see that I have the little alligator clips, and then I have a very unsafe extension cord connected here, but it is all connected. Um, and it's a uh, general purpose five volt relay and with the standard sketch and here we are we're gonna power it up and it'll flash when we start and it works so we should say don't try that at home with this electrical wiring this is just no. for demonstration purposes this is this is all for demonstration now i w we would never do this uh and in fact if there were any kids around i wouldn't do this either um with exposed electrical lines but with just me um hopefully i can be safe and not electrocute myself so so, well, so one of the things we do want to make sure we cover the relay itself is five volts so the arduino is, is powering the actual action of the relay Yes. And the, the relay, what's the relay rated as far as the load it can go through it? This is a 5-volt, 3-amp uh, relay. Um, it's a general purpose uh, relay, and I think we have the uh, the data sheet in the show notes. Right, that'll be in the show notes, yep. 
And now we are at the limit of what an Arduino can do. Uh, this particular relay needs 450 milliamps to uh, to operate uh, to gra- you know to grab the coil so the the circuit is made. Um, so it's right at the limit, um, but it works perfectly well on a on an Arduino and. Um, it's it's very easy it and it's actually very when i was putting this together you know every step of the way you test what you're doing uh, and i actually had it set to an led and it the relay worked on an led just as well as it does a lamp so uh it's a relay is very easy to work with and easy to uh to program Okay, uh, so. Since we are using the stand, you know, we're using the basic sketch, you know, the the simple blink sketch from the Arduino library. All right. I was going to say, do we want to walk through that little sketch real quick to to show how simple sure. it really is? Uh, sure. Let me see where I have it here. Oh, yep, I do have it right here. So, really, it's that it's what maybe of, of actual code to a dozen lines or so. <laughs> uh, d- yeah, if, yeah. So that's about right. You're basically setting up the pin as output uh, LED pin, which you define at the top as 13. And every one second, you're just toggling low to high. That's right. Can't get much simpler than that. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so very easy, very simple. Um, uh, so, and, and that's the nice thing about relays is... Uh, uh, and there's a multitude of relays out there. Right. All kinds of different toys. In fact, I've been playing with one with a Raspberry Pi. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit here. Um, another project I've been working on. Can give a little update on it. Um, so the other thing is uh, on the show notes, you you have all the links. There's a link here to Wikipedia. actually explains what a relay is right here. Yes. And uh, that will be in the show notes as well. It's actually an interesting read. It gives you a little bit of a history and stuff like that as well. And there's also uh, the link to the actual relay he used, so the link to Mauser, so you can actually get it, and the data sheet as well. And that yeah, all... it's a yeah, it was a very it's an inexpensive yeah. This was a general purpose uh, relay, uh, very inexpensive. Um, so it's it's a it's a nice little you know it, it's a nice relay to have around for playing and testing and. Right. Uh, yeah, for dollar uh, fifty, you can't go wrong with something like that. To yeah, with either. So, yeah, yeah, buck fifty, buck fifty-five, something like yeah, that. Fifty-three, I think, is what it says. So yeah, it very, uh, very inexpensive. Okay, so that was a very quick walkthrough of the of the first thing that we were going to um, talk about tonight, and uh, you can see he's already loading up for the second one. Uh, before I get there, I do want to thank our sponsor, Ting. Ting is sponsoring us uh, at least to the end of May. And uh, Ting, if you've never heard of it, is an MVNA. It's a, basically a cell phone company without the cell phone hardware. Uh, what they do is they lease um, from Sprint all of the uh, the the towers and everything. So they can focus on the customer service and the and the support of their service versus working, worrying about all the hardware and all that stuff. So uh, they basically buy back. And because of that, they provide you excellent customer service. Uh, Ting is owned and run by two cows. And if you've ever heard of hover.com, well known for their um, 
outstanding service. In fact, never putting you on hold, things like that. Uh, and Ting is following along with that, and they have great rates. I'm going to show you to go through the rate plan real quick. Uh, there's no overage penalties. In fact, they give you back money if you go under. Uh, they give you back credit on your late months. Uh, and you put multiple devices, so you've heard of the family share plan. This is what they are. They're a family share type of plan um, like the Verizon and the other carriers are now starting to follow along with. Uh, it's a uh, great pricing for small businesses, very easy to share minutes between the phones. There's no overage fee. Um, so if you go over your minutes, there's no, they do, they basically bump you up to the next level. They don't charge you a fine. So you don't have to worry about uh, where you are every month. And tons of free features. And the two that get me here that are free are tethering and hotspotting. That's typically not a free thing with any of the carriers. So that's all included. No contracts. You can come and go as you please. You can add a phone this month and two months, take it back off, whatever. Uh, there is no contract. And uh, they ha you can bring your own device. If you already have a f uh, phone on Sprint, uh, it'll work just fine with Ting. And as I mentioned, their support is geek-powered, They are in and they are empowered, I should say, as well. When you call them, you will not be put on hold. So they will answer your phone call. A human will answer your phone call and never put you on hold. And they can take care of your problem. There's no transferring you to their supervisor. They are empowered to take control. And they know the products very, very well. Uh, and you will see, when we go through the hardware real quick, they have tons and tons of Android uh, devices. The bills are very easy to read and cool graphs that show you how you're um, how you're using all your time and your minutes and your data and stuff like that. Uh, so let's come back up here and like I said, the devices, we're going to go through these really quick. Tons of Androids. You'll find in here that you have the new Galaxy S4s in here already, the Galaxy S3 right there. You can get the Samsung Galaxy Nexus. Um, here's the HTC One, the new HTC One that everybody's really talking up. Uh, so, you know, tons of choices out here, and you own the phone. Um, there is no um, uh, there's no monthly fee for the phone, no contract. They do have some lower-end feature phones and also some home solutions for uh, if you want to use your home phone as over your Sprint network and the personal cell tower if you have bad coverage in your area. Now, the cool thing about Ting is right here. It's the plans. You can come in here and uh, let's say you have a family of three. So you have three phones. Each phone is only $6 a month. So we have three phones, so that's $18. And for 500 minutes, it's $9. For 4,000 texts, must be kids in the family in this example. Uh, it's $11, and a gigabyte of data is $24. So that adds up to be, for a family of three, $62 for 500 minutes, a gigabyte of data, and 4,000 text. And you can see if you don't do texting, you only use data, you just dropped off $11, you're down $51. That's a, a great price. And uh, we definitely appreciate King sponsoring Let's Make It. Hi, everybody. I want to break in here uh, one minute. After the show was over, Bob and I were talking, and uh, we wanted to know if we were hitting the mark as far as the how what we're teaching you about electronics. So... What you need to know, do you do we need to go more into detail about the electronics part versus the Arduino coding part of it? Like, do you need to know how resistor works, the capacitor? Do we need to teach you about like, the difference between an NPN and a PNP transistor? Um, so we've been kind of going at a higher level uh, and assuming you knew some of that, but maybe we shouldn't be assuming that. So what we need your help is, do you tell us if we need to go more in depth with actual electronic part, like understanding, uh, like Bob said in tonight's show, he put three resistors in a row to equal up to be 900 uh, ohms. 
and he put three three hundreds in line, something like that. I can't remember exactly what the value was, but um, versus putting them in parallel, which wouldn't do that. So that's the kind of thing we need to kind of know is like, uh, do you need more basic electronic knowledge? Or are you fine with us just talking at a high level about electronics? We can kind of assuming you understand. Like tonight, he used a, um, a voltage regulator, which we didn't really describe in great detail what a voltage regulator was. Um, he did describe it some in his drawing and everything, but do we need to go into more detail like that? And uh, we just need to make sure we're giving you what you need and not uh, sticking at a higher level. Because some of the projects coming up are going to start using more uh, electronics in them to do some of the task. Uh, one of the shows coming up either next week or the week after is probably going to have a number of transistors in it. And we were talking about using a transistor array. So do we need to go in to explain how a transistor works and the values and things like that? That's what we need to know. We need to know that so that we can put the right detail in the show that you need to understand what we're talking about. We don't want to talk over your head. That's not the whole, the whole goal of this is to teach and to learn and have fun together. But we want to make sure that we're going to the low enough level so that if you're just getting into electronics, uh, we are giving you the basics that you need, like how to use a resistor, how to use a capacitor, things like that. What do they do? Um, or do are we at the right level just sticking with the Arduino and the code? The whole concept of the show is to make something, but it doesn't. we're not saying we need to, we assume you have a certain level. Um, I've always just done basic, well, what we've been doing so far is pretty basic. Not many parts, occasional resistor so you don't blow out the... The LED things like that. Um, do we need explaining why we do that? Is a good another question. Why do we have to put a resistor in the line not to blow out the LED? Um, concerning the resistor, the uh, the LED typically is a five volt LED. Um, things like that. So do you know, do we need to describe the difference between uh, the Ohm's law or you know um, what's the difference between voltage and amperage? Things like that. Do we need to go to that level? and take a week or two maybe and just do the basics and then as we get into more of the electronic electronic parts describe how they function or are you fine with us going and just assuming you know that stuff so we don't want to just assume it we want to make sure that we cover um as much detail as you need to understand what what how things are working so we would appreciate if you just send us an email uh, at tech at uh, let's make it at techsend.tv and give us your opinion uh, as far as where we're hitting the mark as far as teaching you the electronics part of it versus just the, the programming and the Arduino part of it and where do we need to go because we're going to start getting into more projects that are much more complicated uh, and require more electronic knowledge and we'll try to explain that as we go through it but we want to make sure we cover the basics as well and one way we would do that is when we get into a show that has a new part we haven't used before, we would probably set aside a little segment just to show you how the part works and explain its theory. Uh, and we'd, we wouldn't give you like a whole show of just electronics theory. We just, we would, when we get to a new part, we would uh, just go into more detail or do we not need to go into detail? So it's really up to you, our audience, because this show is for you. I mean, yes, we have that passion for this, but, and we'd love to do it. And I would do it even if it didn't have a show. I did, and I have been for, for a long time. So. Uh, this really is something that we want to make sure we hit. We do what you like us to do, and we'll definitely appreciate your feedback on that. All right, back to the show. And uh, okay, so Bob, before I get on to the next segment, I want to talk about a project that I've been working on. Kind of goes along with the relay thing. Um, I don't know if you remember any of the shows I talked about building an on-air light. And uh, I have the on-air light, and here's the actual light itself. And 
inside of this. Yes, house yes, I do. I do remember that episode. It's been a little while, it's but been yes, a while. I do remember that so episode. I've been. Uh, this is actually a, I bought light, uh, but what I've done, um, I'm also making one. Out, it's a wood box versus the metal box, but I have a Raspberry Pi and it has code running on. Actually, I can show you what it looks like. Let's see. 121. So I can go over here and this is software that's actually running on the or on the Raspberry Pi and you can see it's monitoring my uh, Ustream and my Justin TV streams. They're the only two that can really monitor of my four streams. But it tells you how many viewers are on and um, it goes down through and it shows you history uh, up, to, up to the last year. And you can see right here, it's the green Ustream and green just on TV, which means my stream is up to both of those. And if I have it set up in settings where, excuse me, I can un, I can monitor different channel statuses. And based on that, I can say the light comes on when either all feeds are up or any feeds up. I can So I can configure how I want the light to work. So what it does is it constantly is monitoring my streams and that controls a relay, which we're talking about tonight. That's why it's kind of relevant that controls on the back of this box. Let me go back to the box. You can uh, see this little LED strip back here. So it's a 12 volt LED strip. And that turns on and off based on the, the relay, the relay that's up here. And that connects to the, the Raspberry Pi. So that's just a little, Very bit, nice. a little bit of an update on a project I've been playing with and trying to get to work. So now let's go back to the next relay project Bob has, and you can kind of see it there in the back. Let me just get it a little, a little closer. Go for it. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll walk through the components. So we've got the Arduino Uno hiding back there in the background, and then it's kind of back here in the back. This is a this is a 595 shift register that we. Uh, talked about a few weeks ago, and I've got it connected to this SaneSmart uh, eight-channel uh, relay board, which is uh, I've actually been real happy with this uh, board. Um, although the the documentation that came from SaneSmart is uh, um, lacking. Uh, lacking, I've had that before with other products from them as well. Yeah. Uh, SaneSmart, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, we can help you with that. Contact me. Um, and then in front right here is an LM317 setup. Um, and the reason that I did that is because this board is going to draw more current than what is available with the Arduino. So I've configured this to supply a 5-volt uh, supply and actually... If you look, the Arduino is not connected to anything. And when we actually fire this up, I'm going to use this connector and I'm going to power the Arduino from the 317. So, and I think you've got the diagram for, for a 317. So this is the, the typical setup. And in my case, um, uh, it's normal for a 317 to use anywhere from 200 to a 500 ohm uh, R1 resistor. Uh, in my case, I'm using a, a single 300 in the R1 position, and then I'm using three 300 ohm to, in series to make 900 for my R2 position, which gives me uh, 5 volts. And when I was setting this up... I, of course, checked this before I 
powered anything. And my multimeter told me I was getting 5.02 volts. So I'm getting a nice supply. And I do have uh, two um, 0.1 microfarad uh, capacitors in the setup to clean up the power supply a little bit. Um, but it, the setup is exactly the way the, this diagram is. And I think we also have a, um, in the show notes, you'll have a link to the, to the, to the specific 317 that I have. Uh, yeah, I do. Hang on, let me get that up here. Somewhere I have it. <laughs> oh, there it was. That's what you're looking for right there. So this is, yeah, this is the 317 uh, specifically that I'm, that we're using. Um, and it'll supply, oh, I just, uh, you want to go back to the other it'll drawing? Supply, it'll supply one and a half amps. Oh, okay. One and a half amps. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, right here. One and a half. Okay. So it'll set up, it'll supply one and a half amps. Um, so, which is more than enough to to supply uh, this setup. So, but this is a very typical 317 setup. And the other thing about a 317, if if someone wants to, they can also use this. Uh, we don't have it in the show notes or a diagram here, but you can also use it to limit current. Um, and and in this case, I've got a 12 volt power supply that I'm plugging in, which will deliver the 5 volts to this entire setup. And the, the relay board uses uh, 5 volts, the Arduino's on 5 volts, shift register's on 5 volts, so it all works out very nicely with all the components. Yeah, I think what's maybe important to, under, to help them understand is that uh, everything's still 5 volts, it just you needed more current to run the relays than what the Arduino could put out. That's right. The Arduino, the 450 milliamps is what uh, it's pretty much limited to. And when you're driving all of these uh, relays, you're going to draw much more current than what uh, the the Uno can supply. Do you know what the current is for those? It's, uh, I think when everything's on, it's a little over an amp. Okay. So you're getting so close it, to that one and a half amp then. Yeah, I'm getting close. Yeah, we're getting close, but you know, when you're, uh, it's been a little while since I, since I read the, I knew that one and a half was going to be fine. So, um, and and this, uh, uh, the the other thing to remember about a three seventeen is that it does get hot. Uh, in this case, it's bleeding off. Uh, you know, it bleeds off extra voltage as heat. So. Uh, if this runs for very long, it's actually hot enough where I can't touch it. Yeah, so, yeah. Always be very careful pulling these out. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other, the other, um, I guess it's a little. Uh, it's it's a place where you have to be careful, and Arduino tells you not. It warns you not to do it. Is that I am powering 
the Arduino from the five volt in uh, pin, um, which in this configuration is not reg is a not re it is not regulated. Where right, if so I it's not recommended it, because there's no protection for it at this point. There is no point. protection, so that's why testing with the with the multimeter ahead of time was absolutely critical. To right, because it would it would from, not take much for you know you to blow that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> blow it up quickly. Right. Um, and of and of course the the code uh, since I don't have it connected to the USB because as soon as I plug it in it's going to try to run. Um, this is the same code that we that we looked at a few weeks ago when we were uh, talking about shift registers, and the only thing that I changed was the the number of LEDs, which is the way I named it in the code, um, has been changed to eight, and the number of registers is back to one, since that's all we we have here, and of course in this demo I only have one of the relays. Uh, connected to the lamp. I don't have eight lamps. Um, right, right. My, my desk isn't big enough for eight but lamps. But if I remember correctly, that relay board has lights on it, correct? So you can kind of tell the yes. status? Yes. Um, if I remember the lights are backward, what you would think. So when the lights are on, the relay is really off? That's right. So, and and I'm, now I'm going to plug in the lamp right now. And that's, and there is no power to this, which is actually one thing I I, if I had a criticism for this relay, it would be that just for safety, I would prefer the relay to be off when it's not powered. Uh, but in this case, it's actually connected. The circuit is made and the lamp is now on. Um, but as soon as I plug this guy in... You can see the lamp is turning on and off. And it is this, uh, it's this first, it's this first relay that I've got it connected to. But this is the same uh, code that we used, and it is fast enough. Uh, those blinks that we just went through are, are timed at 50 milliseconds, and the relay board and the lamp can actually go that fast, wow. which I was... Uh, pleasantly surprised by, and of course that's so. Uh, here I'll okay. I I unplugged the lamp and just left the relay board. Yeah, I think you can get the idea from uh, that. Yeah, I it, think we, we. But this is a, this is the same code that we we played with a a few weeks ago. Right, I saw the code was the same. I'll stick it in the show notes again. Again, uh, so I have to go searching for the other show. But uh, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna unplug this. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you can definitely hear it working too. You hear everything clicking. Yeah. So um, I think it's one of the things that's made a little important that we talk about here also is you're not actually connecting to the relay coil directly in this situation, right? You're going no. through uh, is either an opto isolator or uh, or what? Do you know what it is? Do you look see what it was? Uh, I haven't. I haven't looked. Yeah. So it's uh -huh. I mean, it's it's some kind of H bridge. You know, it's either opto isolator or a transistor of some kind. You know, so that you're not taking the power from the Arduino itself to power the, the relay coil. I'm I'm guessing given the way given the way this acts, it's probably a PNP, PNP. transistor. Okay. But I but to be honest, I, I haven't I haven't looked yet. I but it isn't you know, for, for what I'm doing here it's not it wasn't important for me no, to know. No, it's not necessarily relevant. I just want to make sure that they understood that we're not actually powering the coil itself. 
on that's right through the Arduino. Yeah, and and on, now on, that unlike the first one you did, that's what I was trying to make right. the difference between them. And and now that I've got this unplugged, um, you know, we can see the setup. Uh, here, ju these are the eight lines for the eight channels. Um, this one right here is VCC. This one right, this other one is ground. Um, and then, of course, from the Arduino, we're just using three, uh, three lines to run the shift register. So, um, it's, you know, it's very easy to, uh, that's one thing I really liked about this, uh, Sane Smart board is that it's, it's very easy to connect and very easy to use. I have other Sane Smart, Sane Smart products as well. And, I like their stuff. It just the documentation leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> Indeed, it does. But they weren't um, the only ones like that when it comes to this kind of stuff either, because other manufacturers are the same the same way. Uh, that's that's true. But uh, you know, relays are really easy to use. Um, the other thing about relays is it allows you to control things with much much larger power. Like you're controlling a desk lamp. You know, it's 110 volts AC. And you can control that, you know. With that's right. And most of these, even the even the relay that, that was in the you know the single relay in the first demo, um, it'll actually run 240 volts. Do you know uh, what rating though? Um, if I remember right, it's just three amps. Yeah, it's not a lot, but that's more than enough for a light bulb. Way more. For, than more than enough for a light bulb, right. and and of course. Uh, uh, you know, for for what uh, um, you know, for what we're doing, you know, that that's perfect. But there's plenty of other relays out there that, uh, um, you know, that that will supply, you know, tens of amps. Right. They typically don't run off five volts, though. It's typically up to twelve volts or something like that that would control those. Typically, no. But then, but then, what you, you know, if you were going to do that with an Arduino, now you'd put in a transistor right. that would power exactly. the power the relay, and you 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 end up doing the same thing that we've just we've right. just shown. Right. Exactly. So. so, have you ever played with any um, relays that aren't really physical relays that are more um, logic relays? I mean, they, I know they can't uh, put much power through them. Um, but there's no physical movement of it. Um, I'm trying to think of the one I I used to have. The a, solid, yeah. Solid I played with solid state relays before. Um, uh, they're nice. They're quiet. They don't have most of them. Uh, don't have a uh, a high uh, current rating. Right. Um, that's that's the bad thing about them. Yeah. Which is a bad thing about them. Uh, but they are quiet. Where this this board was, uh, you could hear it. Uh, clicking in the background. Right. I mean, I've used them before in a uh, situation where I was doing some DMX control of um, contact closure type things, and they worked fine for that, like putting up and down projector screens and stuff through DMX. So yeah, that's that's right. But they're real low voltage. You're like 12 volts. You know, it's the contact closure type of thing. So they were good for that. Good for that kind of stuff. But pretty much any any application, there's a relay out there. Right. And with a little, with a with a transistor or two, you can get get an Arduino to to run pretty much anything you want. Right. 
Anything else you want to show relay-wise tonight? Um, I think that's about it. Uh, we've talked about 317, the preloaded code, easy relays are. Uh, have we missed anything? I don't think so. Um, let me ask you a question. If I know for sure. next week's show, we were talking about doing the seven-segment displays. Are you up for that? Did you get that? Oh, yeah. Did you get that chip? I have not gotten the chip that we mentioned, but I've actually got a uh, a single seven-segment display uh, ready to go. Okay. And on one of my boards, I even have a 14-segment display. Okay. Which Great. we may... Right. I, I have the other chip. I haven't really had a chance to get it all working, but it's you know put together. I haven't had a chance to test it all out yet. But we can maybe put a, mix our stuff together. So that's next week's show. <laughs> That's next week's show. Right. Well, the, the chip won't be a problem because I'm fortunate that I live uh, just a few miles away from Mauser's warehouse. So Yeah, actually, I wish I had to I, I can get around here. In this area that I know of, there's no electronics store that carries parts like that. I just can't drive somewhere and get it that I'm aware of. Well, I'm, I'm fortunate that there is a... <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a there's a couple places nearby that uh, well, yeah, yeah, that I can down get in your parts. Area. Maybe something in D.C. or Baltimore area, but honestly, I'm not aware of them. I would drive that far. I mean, I drive almost to D.C. You know, a couple times a week anyway, so it wouldn't be a big deal to go a little farther and get something. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a reason to get down that way a little more. But That's uh, right. All right. Well, for show notes from this show and all Bob's code and links to everything, uh, if you go to techzen.tv and click on Let's Make It, you'll get uh, show notes for today's show. And you can watch all of the other shows as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from our viewers and get your feedback on stuff. It's uh, it's how we kind of go forward. In fact, we've been getting a lot more feedback. I sent an email to Bob today about uh, a question about uh, two-wire interfaces. So we're going to try to work up something with that in the, here soon as well. So, uh, that should be fun. Yeah, that should be fun. We've done two wire interfaces with the LCD before, but we haven't done it with um, the way they're asking us to use it is like using a keypad input, like reading keypad input, which is very interesting. I've never seen it done that way before, but I think that'd be a really neat thing to try, try to tackle. So we're going to start working on that. Uh, but if you have ideas, definitely email us at letsmakeit@texan.tv, or you can go to the show page, and there's links to all kinds of ways you can contact us, socially, social media, Facebook, whatever. Or you can call, leave us a voicemail at 913-732-3327, and uh, that's just a Google voice, so we just, there's nobody going to answer the phone, so don't be scared. Uh, just leave us a voicemail, and we'll get that, and we'll um, listen to it, and if you if it gets playback on the show, don't be scared. <laughs> But sometimes that could happen as well. You can also, if you made something really cool and you want to show us what you made with an Arduino or a Raspberry Pi or whatever, make a video of it, upload it to YouTube or Vimeo or something like that, send us a link, and uh, and see that on the show very soon as well. And I want to thank Bob for being with me again tonight. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's nice having somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, I think that's it for this week. Like I said, next week we're going to try to do seven-segment displays and drivers. So check back in again next Monday at 9 p.m., not Tuesday, next Monday at 9 p.m. And we'll see you all next week. Good night. See ya. For show notes for this show, contacts, and more, go to the techzen.tv website where you can get show notes for all of our shows. We love to hear from our viewers and listeners. We have an email, a Twitter, and a phone number where you can contact us for each show. For details, visit the techzen.tv website and get the show details. 
You can also make a video and upload it somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo and then just send us a link. You never know, you may see your video in a future show. You can get all of our shows delivered automatically to your favorite device by going to your favorite podcast website like iTunes and subscribing. Each of our shows also has a YouTube channel you can subscribe to to get regular updates. Our shows are also available on most internet radio networks like Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can also watch and listen to our shows on Xbox, TiVo, and Roku. You can even find us on your Zoom.